There's times where people come to me and say, Scott, why is it you put out so much content and why does it matter to you? And I'm going to give you a couple of answers that you may have thought of. And I'm going to give you a couple of answers that you may not have thought of. But at the end of the day, building out content for me has been a release. Building out content for me has been the ability to grow. And then building out content for me has been the ability to talk. But I'll reveal more in this episode when you listen. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today is a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from the How to Sell Show studios on episode number 194. Got a few episodes out there. (laughs) Why I spend so much time putting content together. That is the unofficial title as of right now. It might slightly change. And I want to let you know that from the very beginning, this episode may sound like it's all about me. And it's not meant to be. It's I, I wanted to share my experiences and give... A roadmap. And so it's not some cheesy covert hypnosis about myself. It's not some, some uh, inception about anything. It's more of like, sometimes people say, Scott, tell me about yourself. And so I want to give you my path. I want to give you my journey. And with over 2,600 YouTube videos and almost <laughs> in another week, almost 200 podcast episodes, I, I want you to know why I have an agenda. And this this is important to me. This is something that I have worked on for the past 12, 13 years now. This is something that has uh, taken up a good portion of my life for, with time, effort, and energy. And the, the thing about it is, here, here's a couple of reasons. Every time that I get a chance to talk, whether on film, on podcast, on video, or writing... I get to refine my thoughts, my processes, my skills, my ideas, and my concepts. And, you know, sometimes when you talk to people, they'll give you a, a story and like the story is good, but it could be better. And sometimes when you listen to a sales presentation, the presentation's good, but it could be better. Or sometimes when you watch somebody act, it was good, but it could have been better. When somebody gets up and does a set for comedy, it was good, but it could have been better. And I'm always looking for like, how can I make that incremental improvement? You know, constant, never-ending performance and in, 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 in asking the questions. And so every chance I get, I'm putting content together. I, I have uh, shortcuts on my laptop screens. I've got shortcuts on my cell phone. I've got shortcuts on my tablet for topics to constantly talk about. And the reason for it is I, I'm looking for that process to refine. I'm looking for that idea to make it so that when I explain it, people go, I get it. Like within two minutes, they're like, I get it. And that that wouldn't have happened had I not put this much content together, had I not worked out enough uh, s- storylines, um, had I not worked out enough framework. And, and and part of this goes back to my kid, my childhood, my kidhood, I was going to say, my childhood. I was made fun of relentlessly. I was told to be quiet my whole life. I was told that I was stupid, you know, from from people around me. 
uh, got made made fun of because I had a speech impediment. And if it wasn't my speech impediment, it was my weight. And so for me, I needed to have an outlet to to put information out there. And like there are things that happen in our lifetime that hurt. You know, that I, I really do have hurt, have had hurt. I've had a lot of therapy. I've had, had hurt over the things that have been said to me and the things that people have done to me. But, you know, at 45, I can't I can't blame my life and experiences and say, hey, poor me. I got to figure out a way to move on. And so this is this is partially my journey or this is my journey. So I got to I got to share it the way that I do. And when you look back in in 2000s, when I started, I started off in the insurance industry and I sucked. I didn't make it. I didn't do well. Uh, there wasn't coaching. There wasn't YouTube. There wasn't podca- podcasts. There wasn't blogs. Uh it just wasn't prolific as it is today. Like you, you could go on the Google and type in sales training and have millions of videos, millions. Like you could pick the person that you like, you like their, their, their voice, you like their attitude, you like the way that they are great. Go with it. Okay. And this is the, just so you know, this is the 2000s versions of, I had to walk to school both ways, naked uphill in the snow is, you know, for people who are coming up now that you, you didn't have the challenges to get the information that you do today. It just, it wasn't as easy. So if you think that like in 2008 is when YouTube came on board and that was like more jackass style stuff, it really was. Like in the beginning of YouTube, that was like people doing stunts and pranks. And then like people went, wait a minute, I could do professional uh, information on here and I could grow my space. I could grow my my information. And so for me, this is like a, a digital path framework for me. It's a digital journey of a sorts to see where... I have come from, so I, I look at the YouTube videos that I created in 2009, and I'm like, yuck, ugh, ugh. wasn't, wasn't uh, comfortable in front of the camera, had really bad nervous energy, talked way too fast, videos weren't long enough, and, you know, I look at that, and I'm like, that was my path, that was my growth, like, that's where I was, and so there's a really good book that you can pick up from Dan Sullivan, and I believe Ben Hardy. Uh, Dan Sullivan, Ben Hardy. Yes, Dan Sullivan, Ben Hardy, the gap in the game. And essentially what it says is instead of looking at what everybody else is doing, look at the the changes that you've made in your life and where you've come from. And, you know, I look at back and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I've, I've come a long way. I've done I've done a lot. And so part of this is going to come down to a couple of different dates, a couple of different dates. So the first one is May of 2014. And uh this, this May of 2014 was the ice bucket challenge. And this is really what accelerated video, viral video. Really, it was around. Don't get me wrong. It was around. But what really went viral was the ice bucket challenge in 2014. And that's about the time where my house got broken into. And my good friend, Deb Cole, Coach Deb, you know, wrote the first book on Twitter, challenged me to get out of my funk by shooting uh, 100 YouTube videos. And... Back then, daily vlogging was not around. It was not like it was it was literally said there is nobody, nobody who could do 100 days of video in a row. And Deb Cole's a good friend of mine. She challenged me to do 100 videos in a row. And I'm like, game on. I can come up with 100 topics. So I did 100 videos. And I looked around. I'm like, I still have topics left. So I go 200 days. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm at 200 days. I'm only 165 days away from doing a year. So then... I went for 365 days and I, was like, I went for an entire year of putting a YouTube video up every day. 
I could probably do this for two years. And then two years turned into three years, three years turned into four years, four years turned into five years, nine months and three days. Now, I do have an asterisk next to it because around the time that my dad died, uh, I lost <clears throat> I lost two days. I lost two days. Uh, just I couldn't hold my stuff together. It just it is what it is. And then uh, the next date is March of 2020. And that was right at the beginning of the pandemic. And that's where everybody started getting on Zoom. So it used to be that uh, prior to March of 2020, everybody was scared to do video. And now it's a standard. It's a norm. And so I, I kind of saw from the conversations that I had with Deb Cole and for what she, she talked to me about, she said, Scott, at some point, this is going to be the norm and you're going to have to be good and comfortable on video. And so that was part of the challenge from 2014 to 2020 was getting really good in front of a camera, getting really good in front of video, being really good with uh, creating content. And so because of it, that's some of the reasons why I build as much content as I have. And at the end of the day, it's my hope that this episode is really more of content to help somebody who's struggling. You know, I, I've been there. I felt the pains of the bottomless pit. And it's real and it's scary. At the end of the day, I want to leave my own legacy and my own journey to to help others. You know, I had somebody reach out to me and say, hey, Scott, you know, you put out more content for free than what most people charge for. You should probably take all your content down. And I said, it's not what I did it for. I didn't, I, I did it to leave a roadmap for people to be better at what they do. That's it. That's it. And if money comes from it, fantastic. But, you know, this whole time I look at it as I've refined my skills, I've refined my talents, I've refined my capabilities. I can have conversations just about anything. You know, you put me in front of a room and you say you got five minutes to come up with a lesson plan. Can you talk for a couple of hours? One, I've got lesson plans in the cloud. You got to know that. But two, if I had nothing and I was dropped off in the middle of uh, the center of the United States or anywhere else that people speak English, because like I speak very bad Russian and I know some sign language and my Spanish will get me a fight, get me in a fight or get me in a date, depending upon who I ask. So, um, and it's the same sentence by the way. So, you know, if, if you drop me off anywhere that somebody speaks English, I can, I can come up with a sales plan lesson, have it lined out in five minutes or less and talk for one or two hours pretty easily. Nope, no problem. And the reason I bring this up is because when you put in the work and you put in the effort and you have command over conversation and topics and ideas, you can do the same thing. The other thing is not everybody wakes up with killer confidence. Some people have to work at it. Uh, there's days where I have my moments. Some days I feel like I'm Superman and some days I feel like there's kryptonite being held over my head. And I just, I don't have it. So like uh, when I when I have the the power, the capability, the mood, I will create tons of content. Like I'll go on a roll. Like today, just so you know, this is the third podcast episode that I've recorded. And I'll probably record two or three more. But I record in batches. I've always recorded in batches. I've always created content in batches. Because, you know, things happen in life. And so I reserve spots and days and parts of trips. You know, I think I have 900 videos that I've shot out on Oahu over the last 10 years. Oahu, Maui, Kauai. I don't know of anybody who has that much content when it comes to training, sales training, you know, and yeah, I've got cool things in the background. I've got Diamond Head. I've got uh, Shark's Cove. I got Waimea Bay, Hanalei Bay. You know, uh, I've done a couple of videos in Kanapali. I've done some videos in Haleakala. You know, it, it's just 
for me, it was like, I'm going to shoot videos. If I'm thinking of something and I'm going to create content, I want to have a really cool background. Like I, I'm in an office building right now. And in front of me, I've got a whiteboard. I've got all my digital controls. I've got my Rodecaster Pro. I've got my laptop, I've got my Zoom H6. But you know, uh, for me, I'm, I'm influenced by being out in nature. Like I, I think very clearly by the beach. That's like my favorite spot in, in the world. They're like, Scott, where's your favorite spot in the world? Near warm water on the beach and good food. That's my favorite spot. So I, I think about this a lot that refined ideas and thoughts equal wisdom. And there's a lot of times where I, I watch people present and they have good content, but it doesn't hit the mark because you can tell that they don't have wisdom. They got knowledge. They don't have wisdom. And so uh, for you, just, you know, I there's times where I, I jump in my car, I put my headset on, I've got a gaming headset that plugs into a audio recorder, whether it's a Zoom H6 or a Sony H70, and I just talk things through. So from Sacramento to the ocean, depending upon which way that I go, it's about 90 miles. But because of Bay Area traffic, it could take two and a half hours to get to the ocean. Okay, it's normal. It's part of living in California. It's the deal. So if I want to go to Monterey, Monterey, California, Monterey Bay is about a three-hour drive. If I want to go to San Francisco, it's about a two-hour drive. If I want to go to Bodega Bay, it's about a two-and-a-half-hour drive. Or if I want to go to South Lake Tahoe, uh, depending upon if there's fires or road closures, it's about 90 minutes. And the same thing for Reno. So, I mean, the cool thing about Sacramento is it's central. But even when I'm out on Oahu, I've got a headset and i got a recorder. And I'll go through and I'll, I'll uh, record myself a bunch of times saying things to refine the thoughts and just have conversations. And because... There's that feeling of momentum. In a car, there's a feeling of momentum. On an airplane, there's a feeling of momentum. And so like, I'll trick my brain into thinking, hey, I've got momentum right now. Let me come up with content. Let me figure out a way to say this. Or uh, there's times where I purposely put myself on a stage and put myself under a lot of stress to come up with things. And then that's recorded and I'll refine that content as well. Teaching content is one of the ways for me to have command and control of the ideas. And uh, some people, a few, a few people recently have told me that like the way that I can recall information is unheard of. And it's, it's because I read so much or I write so many notes. Like when I take a class, people beg me for the notes. They're like, Scott, give, can you give me the notes on this class? Because the way that I structure it out and layer it is, is the way for me to remember the content. So like whether it's uh, with stuff that I've done, I'm, I'm not going to name names. Uh, that just know that whether it's copywriting, business, sales, anything, the notes that I have are sought after because they're, they're more of an action guide. Because like, I think if I could teach this, I can master it. If I can, if I can show somebody how to do it, it'll make me that much better. And I, I want to give you that challenge. You know, this, this uh, whole episode realistically has been a challenge for you to figure out like if you can teach it, you can master it. And so if you're struggling and you're like, sales is really hard for me, go grab a tablet, grab a cell phone, go to a garage sale, go on eBay, buy a video camera and figure a way to put a ton of pressure on you so that you have to teach it. And you know what? Here's the thing that's going to hurt. The thing that's going to hurt is to watch that video. The thing that's going to hurt is to listen to that first episode of content that you create. But realize that it gets so much easier over time. I was I was in Austin, Texas two months ago. And we're in Austin. And uh, they're asking for testimonials. And I very rarely give testimonials because I don't want 
what I have to say to be watered down. But in this instance, for what was being taught, fantastic. So the, there's a videographer crew. There is two guys with a mic and a camera. There's a guy who's holding another microphone. And it's like he, he wants me to interview with him. And so he goes, all right, well, this process should probably take about 20 or 30 minutes. And I said, for why? <laughs> and he said, what do you mean? And I said, how many questions do you have for me? He says, five. And I said, give me the questions. So he gave me the questions. I looked at them. And I said, okay, let's go. And he says, you're ready? And I said, dude, I've got 2,600 YouTube videos. I've got almost 200 podcast episodes. I'm, I'll talk all day long. What do you need? So uh, uh, my mom happened to be there because she was taking the class with me. And I said, do me a favor, pull out your phone and record. Don't, don't record it, but like time how long this takes. So she pulls out her phone. And I asked the guy before he started recording, I said, do you think this is going to take 30 minutes? And he goes, that's about normal for what it takes for everybody. I said, dude, we will be done in about two and a half minutes. And he, he, and he just kind of smiled and he said, all right, I'll take that challenge. So it worked out to be two minutes and 15 seconds. <laughs> and, and the guy said, one, you're really comfortable in front of a camera. And two, you know how to answer questions. I said, I've, I've got 2,600 YouTube videos. I talk a lot. I've spent 10,000 hours in front of rooms training. I learned how to talk in sound bites. I learned that if I was going to get interviewed, like you have to know how much to talk and how much not to talk and not to drag on. And that only happens from you putting in the work. So that's a long way of me encouraging you to say, hey, look, start building out your own content. Start putting stuff together. Do do your own teaching. You know, um, I'm going to give you a couple pieces of advice, though, okay? Come up with your own content. Come up with your own way of saying it. All too often in the world of business, the world of sales and social media, people love to rip each other off and then pretend like it's their thought, their concept, or their idea. You know, a lot of the content that I came up with in 2008, 2009, some of it's been ripped off, but I'll keep coming up with more. I'll keep coming up with another. You can't outwork me. You can only underbid me. I I was watching this episode of uh, Dwayne Johnson talk to the Los Angeles Lakers. I watch motivational content every morning. For the first 20 minutes of the day, I listen to and watch motivational content. For the last 20 minutes of me being awake, I watch motivational content or comedy just depending upon the mood. So it's either, but every morning is motivation. And so I was listening to Dwayne talk to the guys on the Lakers. The Rock was telling him, he's like, I don't, I don't mean this to be mean, but you you can't outwork me. I will outwork all of you. He goes, you're professionals at what you do. And I think about that a lot. Like, I think that, you know, if you want to come at me, you want to outwork me, it's going to be pretty tough. There's very few people on this planet that have more content than me. And I'm okay with that. You know, I, as I build out, I look for correlations. I look for questions. I look for hypotheses. I look for patterns. And I, I do everything I can to distill it. I build out note guides. I build out uh, strategy sessions. I build out teaching uh, elements. At the end of the day, it, it makes it that much easier for somebody to find me. You know, um, you Google my full name. I go by my full name for a few reasons. One, um, in California, I think there's 32 Scott Bells. In California, there's one Scott Sylvan Bell. Uh, in, and there's an author named Scott Bell. There's an author named Scott Sylvan. And so I use my full name for a reason. It's not a stage name. It's a, it's a full name. And it's just, it makes it easy for people to find me. You know, uh, sometimes it's the one thing that keeps me going when I don't want to get out of bed. I have bad days just like you do. There's times where I struggle and I'm like, I just don't want to get out of bed. And then I realize, like, look, if it's a YouTube video, it's got to be out by 6.30 in the morning Pacific Standard Time. If it's a podcast, I do everything I can to have that out by 6 o'clock in the morning Pacific Standard Time. 
So it's it's a reminder, and I've got my morning routines, I've got my daily routines, but there's I got to tell you, there's days that I struggle, but I want to keep that record. I want to keep that thing going. Uh, yesterday I was behind count, and I wanted two podcast episodes out, so I put two podcast episodes out, one in the afternoon and one in the evening. And I was frustrated with myself because normally it's like, gosh, dang it, 6.30 in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. I want my content out every day at the same time to make it consistent for people to find it. But I got to tell you, real life, there's been personal struggles that I've been going through. And so sometimes it's a freaking fight. Sometimes it's one of those things where it's like, mm. and then I remind myself, I made a promise that I'm going to put out content. I'm going to do everything that I said I'm going to do. And so hence, uh, one of the goals for this year, I've got goals. I got vision boards and goal boards. One of the goals is to have 200 episodes of the how to sell show out by a specific date. And I'm coming up on that date and I'm going to hit that target. And that's one of the reasons why I'm building out content. There's a big push to, to get it done. Um, sometimes I got to tell you, it's bragging rights uh, that I know of. There's only two people who have more content than me. And I'm okay with that. Uh, I've got Grant Cardone and Ryan Steumann. And there's plenty of, of good room in the space. There's plenty of people out there. Both these guys I respect for different reasons. You know, uh, Grant's got some good content. Ryan's got some good content. I've met Ryan a few times. Like him. He's, he's a, he's a likable dude. Never met Grant, but you know, he's got good content as well. One of the other reasons that I, I build out as much as I do is there's so much bad advice out there. I can think of a few people that I have zero, uh, negative that I've got negative respect for because they think that they, they can train and they can't. And I'm not making a value judgment. I'm telling you, I've seen what they have to offer and it sucks. And so I put things out there to counter their offer, to counter their content. And, you know, I kind of laugh at it at the end of the day. And no, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to do it. So, you know, some of this is uh, self-serving. Some of it is to build a roadmap for you. Some of it is encouragement for you to keep going. You know, uh, maybe for you, it's one. What I'm going to give you a challenge. Here, here's my challenge to build out 10 pieces of content that you want to put out and have it out in the next seven days. And the reason I say that is uh, money loves action. Uh, Whether you're following up with a buyer, whether you're building out content, like in my mind, every, every industry, you should have a frequently asked question, a buyer's guide, 10 frequently asked questions, 10 should ask questions, 10 common mistakes people make. You got 30 pieces of content right there. You can build out a guide. You can build out a book. You can build out anything from there, but I challenge you to put out content and, you know, maybe you have your own reasons and that's cool. I did it because, you know, growing up, I was made fun of. I did it because I wanted to have command and respect for my knowledge and my capability and my skills about talking about topics. Part of it was for, uh, bragging rights, you know, and and then part of it is just, I, I want to feel like I have achieved something. I want to feel like I've, I've done something and I've got a pretty good roadmap behind me. I've got a pretty good amount of information that follows me. Um, sitting next to me, I've got five books that I've written in industries that I serve in and it's half a million words. So, you know, I've, I've got content, some of it you haven't ever seen and because some of it I charge for. Like, you know, I give you stuff for free, but some of it you, you won't see and you won't get unless you pay the money. And I, I'm okay with that and I hope that you are as well. But my challenge for you is to build out 10 pieces of content, you know, 10 videos, 10 podcasts. Just so you know, the average podcast only has nine episodes. 
You know, the average YouTube video when it comes to professional information has about eight videos. It's, there's a lot of parallels. So if you have 10, you're one better than almost everybody else. Almost. If you have 10 podcast episodes, you are, you are better than about 95% of the people out there who've recorded a podcast. If you've got 11 episodes, you're better than 96. You got 20 episodes, you're better than 97%. Like it's, it's really easy for you to put content out there and be better than a lot of other people. And then for you, the challenge is just to keep creating. For you, the challenge is to find content and things that you want to talk about. And, you know, a couple things to be aware of. Understand, like, I'm not giving you legal advice. If you got to get that, go talk to an attorney. If you, if you need some professional advice, go pay the couple hundred bucks and get this down. But understand the rules about libel and slander. You know, the, the way that you talk about people. There's a reason why... Like when somebody does something good, I have no problem naming them, naming them. But if somebody is out there that I don't really care for, you'll never hear the their names on my episodes. You won't. It just, it's not going to happen. And then, you know, for you, figure out which space you're going to do it in this day and age. Oh my goodness. Okay. So here's what you do. You shoot a video, you uh, take that video, you edit it or you don't edit it. And then you um, turn it into audio. And then you take that audio and you can turn that into sound bites or you can turn that into a podcast. Or what you can do is you can transcribe it you know, with something like rev.com, otter.ai, and you can have your guide built out. So just the average person talks about 130 to 140 words per minute. And if you're looking for a buyer's guide and you want to do 10,000 words, you just reverse that out. And it only has to be about an hour of you talking. You can talk about your topic, your industry, your service, your product, your wizard, widget, your gizmo for about an hour. You have plenty of content. So if you target for YouTube video and you do a, let's start with a two minute YouTube video because that's, that's good for most people. Two minute YouTube video, five topics, that's about 10 minutes, but embrace the imperfection. Embrace your screw ups, embrace, you know, the, the struggles that you have, because then you have a road, a roadmap and a, and a way to build. I, I shot videos with a good friend and, uh, we went and we were filming in San Diego and she screwed up and she goes, cut, we're going to have to fix that. And I go, no, we just keep going. And I said, we're even going to leave that in the video. And she said, are you serious? And I said, yep, done is better than perfect sometimes. And so sometimes we, we, including me, get caught up in things having to be perfect. And at the end of the day, uh, action overrides inaction. And, and I just put it out there. So very rarely do I edit anything on my podcast episodes. Like if I sneeze or I cough, I'll pull that out. If I have a moment of phasia where I forget something, like I'll pause it and I'll, I'll remember what needs to be said or what needs to be done. But for the most part, most of my episodes require very little editing. Most of my YouTube videos require very little editing, but you look at the repetitions I put in the reps, 2,600 YouTube videos, 200 podcast episodes, 10,000 hours at least in front of a room. You know, command of conversation happens for you over time. So your challenge, 10 pieces of content for real, 10, 10 pieces. And the thing for you to remember, I want to I share something super important with you. Um, if you are being interviewed, by default, you are an expert. Now, if you are doing an interview, by default, you're a quasi-expert. So if you can find somebody to interview you, it's even better. Uh, if you can find somebody to uh, ask you questions, that's that's perfect. And so sometimes you might have to pay somebody. You get a family member or a friend or a coworker, and you come up with the questions. So I, I want to uh, illuminate something that you may not know here. 
when you watch a, a, a newscasted show and they bring an expert on, that expert lined out those questions before they were on the show. Very rarely do people ever read the book. Uh, there's these things called one sheets. And in a one sheet, people will line out. Here's like the top 15 questions you should ask me. I get these for podcasts. People reach out to me and they're like, hey, I want to be on the episode of the How to Sell show. And I've been very reluctant to put people on. I've got a really, I got a couple of uh, uh, really good interviews lined up with people that I have decided to put on. But like a lot of times people will show up and they're like, here's the the 15 questions you can ask me. And I'm like, these are freaking softball questions. I want nothing to do with them. Like, where's the hard questions? There's been times where I've responded back to people saying, I want to be on your show. Here's the questions you could ask me. I'll respond back. Give me the hard ones. Like these are too, these are too softball. Like I, I, I want to push your development. I want to push your skills. I want to ask you the hard questions. Where's the hard questions? And so for you, the reason I bring this up is like, what are the hard questions in your industry that nobody wants to talk about? I started talking to uh, Dr. Fern Caslow about a year and a half ago, maybe almost two years ago. And when we first started having our conversations, I said, Dr. K, because that's what she goes by. I said, I want to have the conversations with you that nobody wants to have. I want to I go down the paths that people are scared to talk about. I will be an open book. You can ask me anything. And I may not want to say it, but I will tell you what I'm thinking because I want to evolve my skills and my talents over time. And the only way to do that is to push my own development. And so, you know, we, we've become very good friends, but it's funny because like sometimes we'll talk and I'll ask her, I say, okay, in, in your world of therapy and helping high performers, how often is this talked about? And sometimes she'll say, well, high performers have no problem talking about it. Uh, but for somebody who's not a performer, they may be scared to have the conversation. And, you know, if you can find somebody to bounce ideas and concepts off of that will really help you out redefine what you're thinking, that helps as well. And then you could take that information and distill it. So some of these episodes of the How to Sell show in the last year and a half, two years, you've benefited from my conversations with Dr. K. You've benefited with my conversations from um, Kevin Hogan. You've benefited from my conversations with uh, online with Roland Frazier, with Adam Lyons. You know, you, you've benefited from, from me taking information and building correlations and con- concepts. So uh, give credit where credit's due. It's like, if you're going to quote somebody, you know, say, Hey, I heard this from this guy. This is why it's really big for me when you listen to my content that I, I drop the names of where I heard it from, not for the sake of dropping names, but to give them the love and say, this is where I picked this up. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I was talking about Chet Holmes. Chet Holmes had this thing called the dream 100 and you know, Chet Holmes had a way of hiring people. Chet Holmes had a way of doing things. So I, I try to, I try to always say, this is who I learned from. This is the pedigree. This is where it came from. Now I've read so many books at this point and I've been to so many classes. I can't always remember. So I'll tend to say, Hey, I can't remember who this came from, but it's not original content for me. So I want to give them props. I want to, I want to say that this, this was them, but for you to bring this back 100% fully around, come up with your 10 pieces of content. You know, 10 frequently asked questions, 10 should ask questions, 30, 30 common mistakes people make. And those are lined out for a very specific reason. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to look dumb. Nobody wants to be called out by their friend, their family member, their neighbor. They want to be able to say, I did this on my own. So to wrap this up for you, uh, I believe in you. Uh, you've gone through this episode of the How to Sell Show, why I spend so much time putting content together. And at the end, for the last couple of minutes, you've got a challenge to put your own content together, to put your own information, 
to get interviewed, to do interviews. You know, and, and, and I want to let you know, the more interviews that you do, the better you get at sales. Because, like, people will throw uh, questions to you that you don't necessarily know how to answer. And that's part of the sales process. So keep going. You got this. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo. Mahalo.